Welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Film Noir Files. Can I say I'm tired? Yeah, as you catch me in the middle of a yawn. I know. Sure. Why don't you put yourself on mute? Wait a minute. My bad. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I wasn't preparing to yawn, but as soon as you said I'm tired, it just kind of. All right, never mind. Go ahead. Well, at least your yawn didn't make me yawn because normally when somebody yawns, it makes me yawn. So it didn't do that. So you weren't too loud. Thank you. I appreciate you. I mean, she may be yawn though. She did. Oh, she didn't trigger me. But man, I'm I'm tired as well. I'm I'm exhausted. Same. Maybe yeah. you were out in the streets. Can you tell us where you were? Yes, you were. It looked like fun a, too. I have a coworker who is a season ticket holder for the 76ers. So she invited me out last night, Charles. She she's a part of this. I didn't even know some of the stuff that happens in Philadelphia, but evidently there's this a, a club that you can be on, like um, almost like a country club, but it's in the city. So she's like, meet me at this address. Girl, I'm driving. She's like, park in the alley. Where is this? It's in downtown area. Turns out it's this club that has like a pool, a bowling alley, a theater, the bar, a gym. And we meet at the gym, at the not the gym, I'm lying if I said the gym. We meet at the bar and they're eating food. You know, Lent has started, so I'm trying to um, uphold the Daniel fast. So she's there with a juicy looking burger. Great. The first day of Lent. Appreciate it. So, of course, I can't eat that. But, you know, they're sitting there and I mean, this place is cute. And I'm like, well, how many black people are here? Like. Am I gonna meet my forever here? My next forever? So we go there first. We we drink and eat. I had a pizza with Brussels, it was a Brussels sprout pizza, and it was actually delicious. So I ate that and uh yeah, had drinks, had a great Manhattan. And uh yeah, and then we headed to the game. We headed to the game, turns out. Oh, they were playing the New York Knicks. Turns out my jersey was inappropriate because nobody likes Ben Simmons. He just got traded. I didn't know the backstory, but evidently he left in a very bad way because <laughs> I know and I got the jersey on. Y'all know how I feel. I think because my locks, nobody wanted to play with me like that. However, they don't play here in Philadelphia. So the other KB is like, I'm going to ask people around. Don't you start no... Because you know I'll get in it with these people. I done bought this jersey. The only reason I bought that jersey was from All-Star Weekend two years ago. We had two players from Philly. We had one guy, don't ask me his name, he's still there, and Ben Simmons. I found out the other guy had a white wife, so you know I wasn't going to buy his jersey. So I bought Ben Simmons' jersey. But evidently he done pissed off the player, the, the, the fans last year. He threw a game. I don't think he threw it purpose. So he he messed up in a game and made him lose in the playoffs or not get to the playoffs. And he wouldn't, he refused to play all 2021. So he just sat on the bench and collected a check. I didn't know that. Wow. I'm not mad Did at you it. You don't really follow basketball. I'm mad at it. Yeah, he he did not. It's like you sitting on the bench, Suge, and not doing your job, but still getting the paycheck and not doing nothing. I'm not mad at it. That's the lifestyle I'm trying to live. He sat on that bench the whole season, and they ended up trading him. So you know we have uh, Harden here now. We have James Harden. I saw that in your picture. Yeah, so it looks like we traded four players to get James Harden, but Simmons was one of them. And I had on the Simmons jersey, so the, the 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 little people behind me, the white people behind me, they was making jokes when we brought it up. But they were all nice. They was like, "We do need you to get another jersey." <laughs> uh, I was like, "And look, little KB just asked me for my jersey, so I think I'm gonna go ahead and pass it to her." 
Since I can't wear that jersey anymore to the games, and I'm mad. Are the kids going to be her at this school? She wear that jersey? Oh, I wish they would. Okay. But that's what that's that was last night. So I think I'm tired from that. Y'all, I rolled out to bed. I had a 10 a.m. meeting. I rolled out to bed at 9.45. And you still I'm made jealous. it? I mean, I just had to wait, make it to the computer. That oh, part. Okay. She didn't have to go in nowhere. Okay. I was still working from home. I'm the one who has to come to work every day. She keeps Speaking of, she keeps I'm still at work. Rub it. Rub it in. Way to rub it in. Wait, what you say? What you say, KB? She keeps telling us that. Because <laughs> I want y'all to remember. I am at work so you know my language and I'm not here by myself so my language is going to be on par wait you got you got headphones you got headphones no I do have headphones but don't encourage me they can still hear me I'm just trying to make sure they can hear what I got to say (laughs) oh shoot you know I probably do need to put those on I'll do that momentarily anyway how are you Shook Oh, um, I am happy. Today is my Friday. So I am actually taking off of my part-time job tonight because I'm like, you're kind of doing the most and my body is like, sit down. You're almost 40. So taking a break tonight. And I think my hair is really cute for the way that it turned out. Like I didn't leave my rollers in as long as I should have. So my hair was still partially wet. So I was like, we're going to have to finesse this some kind of way but I, I'm kind of happy with the way that it, it turned out so I'm good I'm getting ready for a wedding are you in the wedding no I'm just going to be really cute uh where is it it's going to be in Houston oh fantastic so I'm thinking we might need to rename this um podcast the lot crew because all of us have locks and I'm looking at KB's photo. That's actually a really cute photo, KB. How are you? I'm fine. I'm tired. So our students took, well, our juniors took the SAT yesterday. Our sophomores took the mock AP world history test yesterday. It was just a very long day. And then we had our Black History Month assembly. Yes, I know it's not Black History Month anymore, but we had that winter break last week. And then today was a full day of work. And then I had two meetings after work. And now I'm here recording. And then after this, I have one more thing to do. I think I might go get some tacos after this. That sounds yummy. And I'm slightly jealous. I think I might go get some tacos. I mean, well, I got food in the refrigerator. We'll just, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I'm trying to do better for Lent too so I think I'm giving up everything drink wise with the exception of drinks that start with W so that would be water and wine okay that's it that's it it. because I was like I need to give up um I was like I really want to give up sugar so like I'm a huge like Dr. Pepper fan like I suck them down but they're empty calories and you know sugar actually makes you sluggish and I'm serious about like trying to tone up and lose weight and all of that so that's not helping my end goal so I said I would cut out all soft drinks and all that kind of stuff so water and wine and that's it good for you I haven't figured out what I'm giving up yet for Lent so well you you behind the curve i know girl i still got time though honestly i don't think i'm gonna give up anything this time for lent my birthday is during lent it's on good friday this year i don't think i'm gonna give up anything right because i was about to say when is easter but that's right easter is like your birthday weekend correct and i turned 40 on good friday so i don't think i'm gonna give up anything I thought about giving up alcohol, but I was like, mm, that's not a good idea. Yeah, not for your birthday. Absolutely not. So, okay. Yes. I told you she went and got some. What you got, KB? Mm. Oh, these are what? raw <laughs> Incan berries. I, how do you pronounce it? It's I-N-K, I'm sorry, I-N-C-A-N berries. Wait, let us see the package. Incan berries? Oh, that's some Calabash tea. Yeah. So they're supposed to be good for like 
if you have a sweet tooth and you're trying to not eat sugar we were just talking about that we okay, literally perfect. just had that conversation decolonize your tongue boom wait they what your tongue decolonize your tongue oh for me i thought you said colonize i was like wait what okay yeah, decolonize your tongue you think you know they always had to talk about how we're here because a lot because of sugar cane and coffee so sugar we out of all people should be like limiting sugar intake because that's why we in our situation we in today true story all right so, huh? so i'm gonna y'all... have to get that Go ahead. Yeah. well it's calabash tea is in dc and it's black it's right there it's right there I, I yeah, I don't know anything about them, so y'all gonna have to put me up on. I game. sent you the link. I sent y'all the link. You remember they yes, was having a did. sale? You go back. I sent you the link. Yeah, for that. Remember that has, you, you know my memory is horrible. That's who has a chakra. Um, uh, oh, that. Okay. All right. Got you. Thank you. You gotta break it down for me, like I'm special. So I, I, I chew on these a little bit when I want something sweet. But anyway, that's okay. good. Have y'all cities changed the mask mandates? Man, listen. They changed them, I guess, today, and then they're going to do another change next week for the students. But my daughter's school already said we still wear masks. It's scary out here. Facts. So, like, D.C. is not requiring the mask mandate anymore, like, in public, in public places. Yeah. But, like, in schools and in government buildings where employees have to interact with the public, like, they still have to wear their masks. I'll be wearing my mask in the school, even if they say that we don't have to. Yeah, it's like it's zero until it's zero for well, at least I don't seven think, days. I don't think it'll ever be zero. I think we're a ways away. That's from my point. That is my zero. Point. But um, I, I feel you. I, I, they keep saying it's lower, but what is low? I want to see the numbers. How many new cases? Right, because they're not producing numbers anymore, are they? No, because no, I think right I think now. they're I think they're tired of it. So that speaks to um, Biden just released this whole new plan of for COVID, where I guess it's going to be like, okay, you can take your mask off, but we're going to push this whole initiative about more testing and things of that nature. But I mean, so it's basically like outside it's open because they just announced the lineup for Essence Festival. They sure did. We're, we're talking about going to the Roots Picnic. So it's kind of... But at least the Roots Picnic is outside. But listen, the, um, I just looked up Philadelphia and as of March 2nd, which was yesterday, 50 new cases. So seven day average is at 107, 107 cases a day. Mm. I don't know. I'm still gonna have this mask on, dog. I'm just gonna say that. Facts. I haven't checked DCs, but I'm gonna take a look after this call. Let's me give this call after we finish recording. Yeah. So I just think basically everybody's tired of it, and they're tired of enforcing it, and that's just where we are. Sugar, I don't even know if it's about being tired. Other than it's more about the money flow. Yeah, like absolutely. Scary, they want to open the. They want to open. Yeah, the this ain't got nothing to be like a They trying to get people to go back so they can get the well, economy. Absolutely, they ain't got nothing I'm, to do with them. Yeah, personally, I'm tired of it, so I still wear my mask, but I'm really tired of it. But yeah, I think after two years, people are just like, we can't continue to operate this way. So. Which I know, but it's just still scary to me because people are dying from this shit. So you really want me to just still. go back to still. business as usual? And even with like germs, I look at germs so much more differently. Like I can't ever stop wiping down when I come in the car because I've touched so many things out there. I, I, yeah, we were absolutely discussing like blowing candles off of birthday cakes and yes. all that kind of stuff. Like I we, we were And you guys we, know I just came from my sister's one year old birthday party, her daughter, and we had no candles on the cake. Like yeah. that day is over. But then I yeah. saw another video on YouTube on Instagram. The kid was blowing a candle. They was talking about how cute the kid was. It was a pandemic baby. Um, I thought we stopped blowing on candles. I thought I hope he was the only person that ate that cake. That's what I'm gonna say. No, we, no, the little girl. I'm sure it was not because I didn't see no other cakes around. It wasn't like their own little personal cake because this child might have been. That would like make two sense or, to me. Uh-oh. Yeah, two or three, and everybody's talking about how cute it is. Here I go in the comments. Um, oh, she real cute, but uh, we still blowing on cakes. 
There you go. Was it somebody you knew? Nope. Okay. I guess <laughs> if I had known, I would have said the same thing. Of course. You know, I don't care. Facts. But so, oh yeah, that was I will tell you. Yeah, we had a nice time with my sisters, my niece's birthday party. I forgot to mention that earlier. So your pictures were so cute. Listen, and then the only thing is, girl, these decorators is decorating these uh, children' birthday party like they wedding receptions. Here I go walking, and uh, we had a wedding reception or we had a first birthday party. No, I mean you, you know gotta do you go do it big out. for the first, yeah, for the yeah. first one. Listen, the, the little magician that came, girl, even she said, "This is so nice and elegant. I don't even want to. I don't know what to do." <laughs> it's a kid's birthday party. <laughs> it's the first one. The second exactly. one, probably. Oh, it is a yeah. kid's birthday party. It's her first me. one. It's her first one. It's too much, right. black people. Black people, the shit is too much. Y'all stop doing these chair covers like we are at a wedding reception. I want y'all to stop. Okay. Okay. Did you tell your mean. sister that? I sure did. I'm oh. sure you know she did. You I walked in when a decorator was decorating and said, made that statement. I wanted them to hear. Anyway, go, go, go ahead. <laughs> so first of all, I really wasn't paying attention to, well, I'm not going to say I wasn't paying attention to Ukraine, but Ukrainians aren't my people. No. They're canceled. And then how they treating Africans really let me know they're not my people. Wait, should I you mean, say yeah, they canceled. I mean, because I wasn't following it too closely either because I heard somebody else say something and it really resonated with me. It was like, this is white people versus white people. So I'm kind of out of it. But once I started seeing how they were treating, like, you know, the Africans and the black people who were trying to flee as well. And, you know, people were spending hours trying to get to those trains and they were telling, you know, black people, you have to go to the back. Like, no. So they were all go like, to the back. This ain't the story yes, movement. There was one family, people, a kid died. Yes. They was waiting mm-hmm. out a two-year-old uh, black family. Yes. The child died because they had been waiting outside in the elements. It's winter there. So it's like yeah. snowing and it's cold. Child died. Like they yeah, they were telling them you have to go to the back. So that's why, like the embassies from Nigeria and all of that were saying, if you're having issues, reach out to us. Because I'm like, okay, you people are 30 seconds away from being blown off the face of the earth and you still are concerned about people's skin color. Like, so they were all like Ukrainians first. So if you weren't Ukrainian, God forbid you were born black in Ukrainian, you had to go to the back of line. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, fuck them. Lord have mercy. Don't care. I don't. Well, the news you know who else I don't care you. about? But wait, wait, real quick. I want to say I am... That news coverage, people acting like they're so surprised. Them talking about blue eyes and blonde hair, and this ain't supposed to happen here. And this is Europe, like Afghanistan and other places. Where the fuck did they think it came from? That's what you just took the work. This is what y'all do. Y'all take land. This is what y'all do. This is what do you mean? This is on brand for you. This is exactly exactly. But anyway, so. I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue on. But like, I'm with you. Now, see, I was actually paying attention, but I'm kind of with you. I wasn't. When white I found people out that they were doing people. The, to our people, I was yep. like, hmm. This is not our fight. This is not yeah, our fight. Like Go ahead. But yep, I was so. going to say, so you know who else I really don't care about is Brett Hankinson. Because he was found not guilty of so he's one of the officers that killed Brianna Taylor. And then they found him not guilty of endangering her neighbors in that botched raid. But also, can I say that it's, it wasn't even that Brianna could receive justice. It was her neighbors. And I'm just like, this little girl, I shouldn't call her a little girl because she's definitely a young woman, but she's not going to get justice. And I'm like, that just really irritates my soul and my spirit. And I'm really But didn't they shoot into one of the um, neighbor's apartments? So I'm I'm failing to understand how he was able to get off for that. Because this is America with with three Ks. Okay. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised, but it's still like a slap. 
in the it's face. It's a slap because in the face. It's it, a slap. It, and that's why it's so amazing how y'all, I'm trying to see how I say this because like, I, I don't know about your company, Suge. I know my company has put out a statement about Ukraine. And when I tell you, they are making moves that I've never seen them make moves for, for us. Uh, wow. To make Ukrainian people feel safe. For something like this, like you said, y'all shooting like it's the wild, wild west. Y'all around here talking about humanitarian and all these things. Y'all shoot your own damn people here. So what are we... What are we talking about here? And none of it is right. None of it is right. But let's not act like this is not on brand for all of you all. Facts. Yeah, they haven't put out anything um, at my company. I suggest that they they don't because um, I'm just over it. Like I'm ready for outside to open up for real. Cause I need a real vacation. Like I'm tired of being in America. I really want to go back to Benin to be honest with you. Like I might make that happen sooner than later. So if I do, I'll, I'll give y'all details. Only thing I'm sad about this little case, this story is with Brianna uh, Taylor is that one shot, one officer was shot, but yeah, yep. I, I, can't, I, I don't want to say, I wish somebody had died, uh, you know, but you know, something has to happen that these these people keep being able to do this and nothing happens to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna leave that there. Again, I keep saying these 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 play play gangsters go and do drive-by shootings and shoot innocent people, kill innocent kids, but certain people are still walking this earth like nothing is happening and no one goes for them. George Zimmerman, call him out. What's his night? Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. Let's let's call them all. Call mm-hmm. them out. Call yep. them all. Bad. And they still continue to walk around here. The officers that's gonna get eighteen months in jail, like all of them, they continue to walk around here. But we are okay with killing each other, even when it's not even intentional. Like we are okay with doing regular drive-by shootings, where innocent people are taken from here. Mm-hmm. But these people continue to be able to walk around here and like nothing has happened. And I'm not saying that, you know, somebody need to go get them. <laughs> Read between the lines. Oh, God. Right. But can I, can, but can I say that I am happy that George Floyd got justice and that Ahmaud Arbery got justice because I definitely thought yeah. that they wouldn't. So I am happy about that. Just to continue on that whole judicial system, because it's not a justice system. You know, I've been trying to follow the Judge Brown Jackson case of what's happening with her. Have y'all found out that she's a Delta? Because my mom said she. No, she's not. No, no. I don't think she's Greek at all. I don't think she's Greek. Period. So So that means somebody's gonna try and scoop her up. So. Oh yeah, somebody. I mean, I think it's gonna be too late though. I think. I think it's gonna be like a Michelle Obama situation. You can't really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't she, think gonna she don't want to choose. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So one thing though, I thought was interesting about her. Of course, I'm happy like she's there. I was kind of on the same token as some other folks saying, you know, we wish it had been someone from a state school because of the the you know Ivy Leagues, whoever determined they were Ivy Leagues continue to be the mainstay and so what I do like about her and I think I mentioned this before on the podcast is that she does have that public defender experience so yeah you know maybe yeah. she, she understands that one comment that I thought was a little off-putting for me like they they keep talking about how her parents both went to HBCUs I don't know if y'all saw that but mm-hmm. her parents yeah her both of her parents actually went to HBCUs Okay, Uh, but then she told her high school guidance counselor that she wanted to go to Harvard and the guidance counselor said don't set your sights so high now I'm I'm not surprised me either me either especially with the age that she grew up in absolutely Michelle Obama that they said the same thing to her yeah and I get that part like that's horrible for any educator to say that somebody a guidance counselor that's crazy I think what I didn't like about that piece that I think gets 
messed up is that these Ivy Leagues are continuing to be put up on these pedestals where you could have gone Judge Brown Jackson to an HBCU and still have gotten excellent education and been in that same exact spot because it was in you. You know, those HBCU born, pre, um, you know, parents are the one that reared you and, and allows you to kind of be where you are today, like really help that. And I think that conversation around not saying that you shouldn't go to Ivy League schools, but don't act like they're better than any other educational institution. I don't believe that, especially when it comes to HBCU. So I just, that was a little off-putting for me, especially since she's married to an other it was just a little off-putting for me. Go ahead, Elle. So, I guess my thing is, is that, was that comment more so her putting the Ivy League above an HBCU or was it her counselor putting an Ivy League above an HBCU? Because I don't think it was her. Like, I think if her desire is to go to Harvard, that's her desire. But I think her counselor was definitely inappropriate in saying oh, I don't think that you should, like, don't aim so high. Like, I think that's more on her counselor than her. No, this is not even about the counselor saying that, right? I think that's a separate thing where that counselor is a horrible person. Right. <laughs> that's just, that's just, I'm saying with the HBC, I'm saying more of how the media puts these through almost oh. the same paragraph. To me, it makes it like, oh, well, your parents went to HBCUs, but I, I'm going to do better. And because the guidance counselor said, don't set your, set so, so, your sight so high, then, you know, this is way better than you going to an HBCU like your parents. I'm saying just kind of how the story is being woke. Oh, how the journalists know? did it. The journal, the media, how the media is kind of portraying it. And I think we're gotcha. seeing more and more, even from the last story, how the media just has these influences that are so freaking horrible. Of course. Uh, how they even write stuff up, right? So I'm just, not even the guidance counselor. The guidance counselor is a horrible person. Point blank, period. Right. Yes, does she, you know, I, I just think that, that the way that story goes, someone out there will be thinking, oh, well, her parents went to an HBCU, but she wanted to go higher. And so she wanted to go to Harvard and that's what she did. So that was my point. I think it doesn't help that she's married to an other that to me, again, what's the story behind that? Did you think that you were doing better by doing that? Um, when again, your homegrown parents of HBCUs, I mean, we... We have parents who are HBCU graduates ourselves. You know, they are why we are who we are. You know what I'm saying? So I would never think, you know, anything less. And I'm not saying that that's what she thinks. It's just the fact of what, you know, how she's kind of lived her life out. Um, but the public defending thing, I mean, I think that's definitely a plus for her. So I, I've been watching it. You know, some of the Republicans are starting to try to go at her neck. I'm seeing little stories. But um, a date has been set. I, I saw that she's starting to have meetings with the senators to kind of, you know, get their backing and stuff. So she got to go kiss a little ass for part of the job. You know, we all have to do it at some point. So, yeah, I just want to mm -hmm. kind of keep us following that story and just watching how the media like rolls this out. Right. But can I also tell you a secret, KB? What's ain't no damn secret. What's this? What is it? You know, like graduates of HBCUs marry others all the time. Um, of course. I mean, I know everybody marries others at times. Okay. But so this is the person that's gonna has... be, but no, there's a this is person is gonna be something that everybody sees, right? So there's right. a different lens that's gonna go on to this individual, which there's a responsibility behind that. And what does that story tell you? So that's all I'm saying. Like, like our vice president same kind of situation you have a certain lens yes everybody marries everybody these days that's that we know that but it's just the lens and the story that goes along with it you know it's interesting you bring that up because honestly i didn't even think about that i didn't even think about how kamala's husband is a white man you better stop about that you better stop i didn't, like, I didn't even think about the connection i know but go back to barack is, obama barack obama mm -hmm. has a white mama like we're not fit up we ain't gonna blacken this shit all no, the way no no no, no, no. but yeah well, the thing, 
Well, the conference, and I don't know, I think I've brought that to this podcast before, but like how my dad and I talked about, and honestly, the same is true with Kamala, but my dad and I had the conversation how Barack Obama, yes, he's the first black president, but he does not have but ties he's to American mixed. slavery. No, no, yes. no, 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 not just oh, mixed. Yeah, he does not right. have ties to American slavery so and neither I- does Kamala Harris. So I think, and I think that's kind of the point that KB is trying to get to. It's kind of like, you have to be a certain kind of black in order for white people to be able to- To find you acceptable. Yes. And even to have the whole, to even let you have a seat at the table, because it's like, what politician, and I will say, for example, and he's a friend in the podcast, Andrew Gillum, he got too close to- he got too close to becoming the governor, but he had that black wife. He has that beautiful black family and they did something to, to take him down. Like they found dirt on him. So it's kind of like, and funny enough, we're going to talk about him later, but Kanye was even kind of making that point in his documentary of that, you know, Obama wasn't allowed to scream and wild out. It was like, you have to be perfect. So in order, mm-hmm. if you're black, you have to walk this fine line and you aren't allowed to do things that other people are allowed but to do. You're not that. allowed to be hu- human. Right, but that's we the whole point. That, you we have to water yourself down. At the last show. Right, you have to water yourself down in order to be accepted by a certain demographic. And she has, you know, you know, Kamala has this white man on her mm-hmm. arm. Okay, so yep. you know what, you might be okay. You know, this judge, that Brown Jackson, right. has her a white man on her arm. You might be, and you went to Harvard. The fact that right. we know Judge Brown Jackson has more experience than what? How many people on that current court? And you a would, lot. You would think. I think it was four people. You would think combined. You would think that you would even get questioned. No. Of Mm-mm. course. But can I say her husband might be a little black since his last name is Jackson? Girl, oh, shut up. You know. <laughs> he just he his family just own a lot of black people named Jackson. I'm Let's kidding, call a thing. I'm a thing. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not. So yeah, I just want us to think about those things. And like you said, there's a certain type that I'm willing to elevate. And even with all your good education, here we're gonna let you maybe have this. You know, I wanted them to get one of them public school Negroes. Like me? (laughs) Like me? No, I'm kidding. No, but in all honesty, that reminds me of of this book that I read called Disintegration, The Splintering of Black America. Have I told y'all about that book? And it basically talks about how there are sort of like four... I guess communities are four... Like how basically how Black America is broken into like four groups. Mm Mm-hmm. And one is, I'm not going to remember all four of them and I'm not going to pull it up, but listeners, when you get a chance, look up the book, um, Disintegration, the Splintering of Black America by Eugene Robinson. He used to be a writer for the Washington Post. So it's Women's History Month and Essence actually producing art. We all are about to be a decade older. Well, KB was the first one. I'm next. I'm the baby. I'm the baby. Not till 2023. Like I was actually thinking like for my birthday this year, like sort of like 40 lessons that I've learned over the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. And like sharing that on my birthday, like on my social media accounts, you all are getting like a a preview, a prelude, a preview of what's in my mind. But I actually kind of like this article that Essence did because we always talk about, I feel like we focus on like women in their 30s and 40s and lessons that they've learned, but we never talk about that next decade. So I really like that Essence talked to women who are in their 50s and asked them about to share like love lessons that they knew or that they wanted to share that they wish somebody had told them. Because I feel like honestly now, at the age where I am, I'm still learning about love and relationships and all that. Oh, you good always stuff. will be. Yeah, we Absolutely. You continuously will be. Right. Yeah. But I think going back to what KB said earlier about journalists and how they share certain stories, the narrative is always around women of a certain demographic. And I and yeah. I feel like they treat women 
like they don't value women as we get older like our society of course not. Is very right it's very patriarchal but i appreciate the fact that essence did this article with these women yeah same so and the title of the article is called dump men faster black women over 50 share lessons about love they wish they knew earlier so that was what really caught my attention because i do think that women of all races we do have a tendency to to do that you'll see something and you kind of ignore it and then it's like mm, not particularly sure or you see potential in this individual and you kind of write things off i guess out of that fear of well, what if there is nobody else? And, you know, I don't want to give up too soon and all of that. But no, this lady was like, deep down in your gut, you know, like, if you know something is wrong with the situation, leave, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's always somebody else. So basically, the gist of the advice that um, most people were saying was that, you know, have, have your voice and kind of go into it knowing what you want and if you're not getting what you want then leave which is I think great advice and I hope that the the young ladies coming up behind us learn that as well and there was one story that particularly stood out because this girl was talking about how everybody in her family was saying that you know you have to cater to your man and putting up with anything that a man dishes out for you so I'm happy that women are starting to move away from that narrative because you know when we were younger and when our our moms and all of that were coming up it was kind of like you were nothing if you didn't have a man so happy that people are starting to learn to love themselves and put themselves first when it comes to relationships and then you find somebody else who can add to what you already have going on and i'm actually just taking a look at it and i'm looking through and i'm agreeing with everything you're saying Shug. One of the ones that just stood out to me is it's okay for you not to be the one. You know, mm. sometimes you get upset when someone leaves. And I was just thinking about that because I just had a recent experience. Um, I, I can talk about it now because it's out the bag, but um, I was going up for two new positions. Um, they would both be promotions for me. I found out Monday night I didn't get one um, simply because I didn't have an MD degree. The rest of the, the panel wanted me, it was just a VP that was holding out. And then the second position, I just found out last night that I did not get. They actually went with somebody who was, doesn't have any, as many qualifications as me, but he does sit currently in the team. So what I pray for though, and what I've learned over these years is I pray that God blocks what's not for me. And what he's been revealing to me in both of those situations that came out during, like right after I was interviewing, and even as soon as once I told someone I did not get the role, it's so much stuff happening over in this team right now. I don't think you want to be over here. And so that came out, y'all, in both of those cases. Like when I tell you, I can show you the text messages. Yeah. And so that to me solidifies and even links in our love life of saying, mm -hmm. When I ask God to block something that's not for me, and even though I want to run out of this current team, girl, y'all know I want to run. I also pray that I don't just run into anything, that I run into the right thing. So God, right. block it if it's not for me. And I say that the same thing with the love. It's okay if you're not, that wasn't for you. Right. And we have to be okay. And it, yes, it's, you know, I'm like, man, you're not even as qualified as me. I was doing that job as an interim. I was doing the job I applied for. How do you turn me down? But baby, when you pray and you ask God to block what ain't for you. And then I still thought hearing the stories and I'd already heard the VP in that team was people are not very happy with that person. I was already hearing those things. So I was already a little like, God, I don't know about this. Like, I know I'm gonna get more money, but am I walking into something that I shouldn't be walking into? And when those things came out, God revealed them right after, right after I would find out, start revealing. And even one of the per persons who was vouching for me for the other job, she was upset that I didn't get it because she should have been the hiring manager. And I said, hey, listen, I'm okay. I said, because I asked him to block what went for me. And you already talking about leaving. I would have been reporting to you. So I wouldn't have been reporting to you no more. 
they would have got somebody else. Yep. He was like, no, I know, but still, you deserved it. You were the best. You showed up. I said, I know. I got all the credentials in the world. I've, I've crossed therapeutic teams, all those things, which you don't see a lot of medical people do. I know I got all of this. He ain't want that for me. Right. I'm going to say yeah. that by love. He ain't want that for you. Thanks. Right. That's, and you know, I mean, I'm going to preach it for the night. Go. Wait, sure. Because can I say that's a sermon? Because can I tell it you is. That the exact same thing professionally happened to me? And I'm going to tell you because in the fall of 2020, I interviewed for mm-hmm. a promotion at a school and I knew someone there who vouched for me with a principal. The principal had also reached out to another person that I had worked with previously. I was like, this is a great interview. I know I did a good job. They said that they were looking to hire somebody immediately. You know, I never heard back from that principal. And I was like, why? Like, I couldn't understand it. But when I tell you, I had brunch with two of my friends, former coworkers. One of them, the one who worked at that school left because that school is going through some shit right now. And I'll tell y'all about that offline. Mm -hmm. And she was like, when we were at brunch, she's like, L, be glad that you didn't get that position. Right, right there. Be glad. And it's like, because if I had been there, I wouldn't be where I am now. And honestly, I feel like I am in a pretty good place right now Mm -hmm. in my professional life. And it might not be everything you want, right? But it's what you need at this time. And when I tell y'all, even though this team has been hell since we went through this transition, I realized what I got from it before the transition. And I'm thankful for that. So I already know he finna bless me with something else. It's just not those two. Those two jobs weren't the ones. I just got named. I got put up for an equity position, health equity. We're doing a lot of health equity work. And I was already co-leading one of the work streams. Now I'm co-leading one of the pillars. They just named me last week. So it's, it's things that's already happening. But again, be okay. Like sis said, it's okay if you are not the one. Yeah. Well, we could talk about who's not the one. Oh. Kanye West is not the one anymore. Uh, <laughs> the one, the two, the three, the four, or the five. Dang, you ain't had to do that now. You did. You oh, did. He, he's not the one. Kim Kardashian is officially a, a single woman. And to be honest with you, I am not a Kardashian fan by any stretch of the imagination. But when I say I am so freaking happy for her because this boy has been pulling out all of the freaking stops, like temper tantrums, posting rants and videos about Pete Davidson and buying the, the house across the street from where she currently lives and just really showing his ass ever since this girl filed for divorce. But I'm kind of like, you know, Kanye, and you really can't have a sensible conversation with him, you know, due to his mental health issues. But I'm like, this girl was trying to, she was really trying to make this marriage work. Like when they first got married, I really did think it was a big publicity stunt, but, you know, looking back on it, I do think at one point in time, they were deeply in love with each other. And unfortunately his mental health issues kind of gotten away of that whole thing. But it's like you had a girlfriend during the divorce proceedings. You still have a girlfriend. You broke up with that girl. You're currently with somebody else and you're just absolutely showing your ass like he didn't even show up to court I believe when they the judge just finally granted her the divorce so it's like how bad did you really want this while you were posting all this crap about how you want your family back together but you had a whole girlfriend help me understand girl we I wish we could make it make sense yeah so that brings up like what situations have you guys been in possibly romantically where you just knew that this person was kind of like, I need to get out of this situation. Like what are some of your red flags that you wish you wouldn't have ignored knowing what you know now? Oh, I guess I'll go first. Oh, you want to go first, baby? Yeah. Let me, let me start. (laughs) You know, and I think I told this story before, but it was like a week before my wedding. 
and mm. it was I can't recall because that's some years ago right it's 2007 but something something took Dang, was it that long yeah wow. something took place and I remember I don't think he act like he wanted to hit me with something he did something we got in this argument and I think I wrote it off as, oh, that's the devil. And he's just trying to come and attack because he knows that we are about to wed and blah, blah, blah. And I ignored that side. Now, I never saw that side again, but that was something that was a little interesting for me. And I almost kind of pulled back and said, do we need to walk down this aisle? And at that point, you were a week before the wedding. And I know there's this thing going around right now, this story. And I, I ain't following it completely with this white lady. Oh, Humans about. of New York? Yes, girl. So I'm not really... I, I only um, saw no, we, we gotta talk. Yeah, because she but I came out. That, we have to yeah. do that after all 13 are out because they not all out yet. So we so have yeah. to do that. I saw one of the things in there that she said about before her wedding he mm-hmm. was cussing her, her out it made, mm-hmm. it made yeah. me remember that time and so mm-hmm. i think you know was that a red flag i think too i was also very naive and young i was yeah I was 25 and i had never you know that was probably my third real boyfriend a second real boyfriend so it wasn't i didn't have a lot of experience so when you talk about red flags i think since then so when i turned 35 and started being out here in these streets you know I can definitely say, you know, some of the red flags that I saw, but I chose, I I could easily pick it up, right? And I could easily say if I feel like dealing with that dumb stuff or not. So I think that's one of the things I do recall. And I'll tell some more, but go ahead, Elle. I know you had one. So, I mean, I have two situations. One y'all know about, that's Demon Dick. But one situation, not as not quite the same as KP's, but and I've never told this to anyone. And I think probably because I was a little embarrassed, but there is a guy that I dated on and off for years. Like we first met when I lived in Jacksonville. He ended up moving to DC, maybe like May of 2008. And I moved up here March of 09. So when I moved up here, we started talking and dating again. One day I was at his apartment and we were standing up talking to each other. And I don't know what happened, what I said, but he grabbed me by my throat. And he was like, what did you say? Or like, what did you do? I was like, I didn't say or do anything. And he let me go. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you did blah, 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 blah. Like when I tell you like this nigga did like a complete 180 on me and just as quickly as he flipped to putting his hands on me, like he flipped back to being apologetic. Right, exactly. And Uh and like KB just said, like he never did that again. He never put his hands on me again. But I should have walked out of his apartment and out of his life forever then. And I I had to be 30 something. Wait, was I 30 something? No, I wasn't that old. I might have been 28, 29, but Mm. old enough to know better, you know? And I've never been in a situation where a room, somebody that I've been dating or has been intimate with has ever put his hands on me. Like that was the only time. And I know that's not okay. So it's like little things like that, you know, like you said, KB, that we ignore mm-hmm. and we choose to co, you know, to go on. And like, thankfully that was the only time that that happened, but who knows what could have happened in the future with me still dealing with him and still dating him and still being involved with him. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that's kind of how it, starts like you you see a flash of who they really are and you're so shocked that you're kind of like wait did that just happen and then you know the fact that they corrected themselves quickly or whatever you kind of like write it off or whatever and kind of want to go with the the flow but it's like you you see underneath the veil for a second and you don't really want to believe what you saw so that's kind of how it starts so for me I would say with my ex-husband the biggest thing that stood out to me and that was a major was concern was his spending so he would like just spend 
money frivolously. Like he would have like all these custom made suits um, done. And I, I asked him about that. I was was like, he a passer? Was he a passer? No. <laughs> No, he was in he was in the freaking army, and that was my thing. I was like, "Why are you getting all these damn suits, man? Like, you wear a uniform every day. Where you going? You trying to be the flyest nigga in church? Like, I don't understand." So, um, did I better get on that deacon board? Go ahead. <laughs> no. So his excuse was, "You always dress for the job that you want, not for the one that you have." But at that time, he had been don't in the army. Don't broke bitches say that. No, my Listen. mama used to say that. Don't do that. My mama used to say that. Listen, but even still, L, come on. Like you wear but that uh, was, but she was frivolous, but it was really right. But it was honestly more so about like don't like basically dress nice. Like yes, don't, I know that's not looking like a bum. We know Miss Eleanor was not saying go go spend all your money and be broke. No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Right. Right. Don't go out here broke looking like people. no bum. Broke no. people that'll go out and spend and overspend, right? That's what yeah. they always and, say. and write it off as YOLO and all that kind of stuff. But it was uh, that's very... like some KB would do, you know, that's our phrase, anyway. That but I mean, she, she got it though. I say, she got it though. She got it though. say her means, but yeah, oh, so he would go. He would buy all of those suits. And then the first time we got into like a really big fight, like we actually broke up and I wish I would have stuck with my guns. Like I broke off the engagement because he wanted to buy a house, but he bought the house without me. And I was like, don't you think that that's something that we should do? Like we're getting married. That should be a joint purchase. So that goes back to what the lady was saying in the Essence article, like, it's okay to have a voice. And if your voice isn't being heard in the relationship, then maybe that's probably something that you should reconsider. But he ended up buying the house anyway. And that ended up being a major fallout. And one of the reasons why we ended up getting um, a divorce. So it's a nice house, though. Girl, I, I get but it was a whole lot of crap that went on in that house. So that house to me is evil. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, watching Kanye and Kim's situation play out in public, you know, it's, again, none of us are fans of hers, but I'm, I was super concerned about her safety and Pete's safety to the point of she might have to get a restraining order because he's really been wilding out. Like he recently released a video where it's like he buried her boyfriend in the ground and he was Alive. like planning... Yeah, planting flowers around his head. He's been banned from um, Saturday Night Live, which is where Pete works. So things of that nature. So it's kind of like if you see these signs, take that shit seriously because it could lead to a life or death situation. And then again, that goes back to what KB says. Sometimes being not being the one is the blessing. Like being the one that got away. Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, you know, so sometimes we get all like, I'm going to win him or I'm competing with him or, you know, versus another girl and I won. And it's like, no, sometimes the one that got away is the one that was really the winner in the situation. So don't be so focused on just saying I got a man and you end up like losing your life or regret in that situation. And you know what, too? And it's not to say that it's easy, because I think you still be like, well, why not me? There's still that little thought in the yeah. back of your head. Let's be honest. But I think you got to remind yourself, like, you got a plan, too. God got a plan for you, too. There's already a predestined thing that you suppose a wall. That's not your wall. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's something right. you got to keep talking to yourself. I was also going to say them white people problems, but I'm going to let that go. No, they not. They absolutely Pete Davidson? Not, they ain't got nothing to do with Pete Davidson. That he got all the money for all of the security that he need. He, he ain't got Kanye problem. money though. I'm sorry, these rich people problems. Let me say that. that now, yes, okay. rich Thank people you. problems. Yes, these are rich people problems. I was like, because you know this can happen to uh, Laquisha and Shanika down the street. And Ooh, funny and funny enough, it does happen to us. It happens to us exactly. more than we realize. That people don't take it seriously so you know black women we absolutely we die at the hands of our spouses and our partners and again you know police don't take that seriously so it's not reported as much as if it were a white woman you know there was some girl i can't remember her name she's probably not important 
but she recently (laughs) because she recently was like bragging talking about she liked when her boyfriend grabbed her around the neck did y'all see that Mm-hmm. Girl, she, well, she, wait a second. Can you put it in context? Does she mean like in the bed or like? He didn't give general? no context. That's the thing. I agree with you. It wasn't like oh, when during sexual intercourse. No, it was you know I like because that means he he showing me he loved me. That's what that was what she said. Oh, we gotta break these generational curses, baby. Exactly. Yes. So can I say something about? So I, it's funny, you guys. I was actually listening to another podcast this morning on my way to work and the topic was actually around like sex and sexual violence and like words used during sex right Mm -hmm. and the expert that they had on there of course I can't remember her name but she was just talking about one how like the percentages and the statistics surrounding violence against black women and then also how a lot of young people, she was saying middle school students in particular that she spoke to stated like their first kiss was during like a violent act, like in the sense of their play fighting with the yeah. classmate and then that play fighting, then they, and then the, the little boy ends up kissing the girl. And instead of it being something like romantic or something sweet or something endearing or something nonviolent, like their first act of intimacy or the first, you know, intimate action that they engage in, there's violence around it. And then how that could possibly like shape their mind and shape their opinion when it comes to sex with their future partners. I was like, this is really interesting. And that's also, I would say, applies to the relationship period. So you remember we well, were talking about that case, right. that case in FAMU? Where, you know, that young lady, you know, I kind of call it escape Chicago, only get, come and get killed in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was dealing with someone who was in the drug game and so forth and so on. That was probably normal for her, though. You know, coming mm-hmm. from, I don't know how to say everybody in Chicago is into drugs or into crime or affiliated with crime. But we know the crime rate is really high there. And more than likely, if you're not involved, you know somebody who's involved. So if you think about that's what you saw growing up, possibly. That's yeah. what you get around. That was probably nothing for her to That's date what somebody you think like is that. Normal. Where you yeah. and I would kind of think twice about dating a character like that because we know what could happen. You see what I'm saying? I think it it goes into all those different areas of life in that same vein. Yeah. So you know, I was also thinking about y'all made me think. You know, what? we talk a lot about the physical abuse, but I think I even went through this portion and, you know, my mom likes to remind me about the emotional abuse and it was towards yeah. the marriage because I wanted so badly to hold on to it. Right. But I was thinking about that article that you guys sent and I saw somebody about being quiet mm-hmm. and I had gotten so quiet because I didn't want to rock the boat and it was someone wrote on there. It's okay to rock the boat. And I right. didn't rock the boat because I didn't want to upset him. So he knew that he had this thing hold over him. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, he knew I wanted the marriage. He knew I didn't want to break the marriage up so he could kind of do what he want to do. And I wouldn't say anything because, oh, I don't want it to be a problem. So I just remember sitting there and playing solitaire at nights. Y'all, sometimes I would play for hours and I still do it to this day. I got a new game I'm playing instead of solitaire. But I would just play these games and it would just hold me uh, my attention. And I would, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to interact and so forth. And it was like, that was a form of a, you know, an abuse. And I think you asked, when did we call it quits? So or when did we realize it? I realized it the second time he said he wanted to separate. So the first time I was, I'm walking on eggshells. I'm trying to do everything, quote unquote, right. Right. Set things. But that second time he came to me and said he wanted to separate. And I immediately started bleeding. I think I've told this story before. I started bleeding and I was miscarrying. I was pregnant with a second child. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, that was my time to leave. That's when yeah. I knew for you to have done that, knowing that I was pregnant, mm. my stress level immediately going up to the point that I just started bleeding in the bed. And then for you not to be there when we went for the heartbeat, I was there by myself, all those things. I said, you know what? nah this not it and I think he was so surprised that I was so quick to move out so that mm-hmm. happened I remember I had the baby removed in August of 2019 and I remember no I'm sorry 20 
20, not 2019, Lord, not 2019. I was about to say, wait a minute now. 2014. So when that happened, you know, that was in August. Girl, I, I was out there. I was in my apartment by February 1st because y'all came and stayed with me and had the whole girl. No, that was 2013. No, I moved out in 2015. I got my apartment in 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because, oh, you know why? Because my little memory came up when we went to the gun range. Yeah, we went to the gun range and I was shooting the best. I shot the best. I don't know about shooting the best. Oh, I had the best best score. No, she had that. She had that aggression. She had to get out. I had. (laughs) I had y'all a lot. I think she did. My end was pretty good though, KB. You know what? It's not about you right now. The story. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was experienced at the time. Yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yes, KB. Yes, you were the best shoot, KB. You hit the. You hit the target. Every single time. With but I think it was that piece that I, that was to show yes. the answer to the question. For me, I knew that me losing that baby, that was it for me. Yeah. And I had to walk away. And I even still, even though I moved out, I still played with him for like another two years off and on until Mm-mm. I realized it again. I can't nope. keep doing this. You gonna nope. either be in or you gonna be out. And he chose to be out. And guess what? I ain't looked back. Yeah. And that's how you Amen. You have to do it. Yeah, but Absolutely. two years, because I think, no, I was done. Well, see, Sugar, I hadn't had no other penis, okay? Let's just be real about this. Right, and I mean, and that that comes And he was out of the military, Gary. So in my eyes, I'm like, right. I'm being a good it's Christian. It's okay, because you're still, right, I get and it. I'm, I'm being a good Christian person, and I'm just, you know, all these things. That right, and then your situation is different because you guys actually had a child together. We had a child. You know what I'm and it, and it, it's a completely different game. It's now, a completely different situation with kids. You, I don't think yeah. I would have saved it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, like, uh, I no, got no real size of this. I can go ahead that, and say, right. But when it yeah, comes into the game, you can't say what you won't do. I will never right. tell nobody, oh, you should do. No, mm-hmm. there's a child involved. It, the, it right. looks different. It looks different. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but at least kudos to you for having, you know, the knowledge of self and all of that to be able to walk away. Cause a lot of women don't, a lot of women can't until it's too late. And, you know, that's why this whole thing with Kanye acting out and people thought it was funny and all the comments and things that we were seeing online. And I'm like, okay, regardless of how much you, you might not like this person, nobody deserves that you know what I'm saying like nobody deserves to be stalked or to be harassed about the relationship that they're in especially this mofo was in a whole nother relationship and he's got a whole new girlfriend and the the ink on the papers ain't even dry so it's so weird to me like why he's so going so hard when he done got him a whole nother girlfriend now we know she wasn't about nothing we know that was just for play you was just whatever but you and she's a Kim Kardashian you know look Right, but you know how men are. If I can't have you, nobody can have you. Yes, and that's exactly. scary. You know what? Some people think it that's is scary. Cute. That's not cute at all. Them right. the ones that, them the ones that die. I ain't playing with that. Don't, bitch. Don't tell me that. No. There's right. nothing adorable about it. So I know that we already spoke about Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson. And how mm-hmm. she could possibly become the first Black woman Supreme Court justice. So she would be sitting next to the second Supreme Court, Black Supreme Court justice, which is Clarence Thomas. And, and clearly, can I also state that she and him are just completely on completely opposite ends of the judicial spectrum? Well, I think that's a good thing because I think that shows that Black people were not a monolith, right? So it's like just because we have the same skin color doesn't mean that we're always going to agree on topics all the time. So I have no problem with that. But can I say I'm excited for her because all of us have locks and she has sister locks like me. So I was hoping that she would be the nominee (laughs) because I was like, she got sister locks. She got sister life like me. You just had to put that in there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. But... So, so she has ties to Miami and DC. So she was born in DC and raised in Miami. Ow, ow, ow. And went to Harvard for law school and undergraduate school, as KB mentioned earlier. 
She has served as a district judge on the United States District Court for the District of Columbia from 2013 until June of last year. And then the speech that President Biden, Biden made about her nomination, he shared or he expressed gratitude to her parents, who are two former public schools administrators, for their support. And if I'm not mistaken, I actually think one of her parents was an administrator for one of our pro fights in Miami. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yes, because she, yes, she was. So she also acknowledged during the announcement the historical nature of her nomination, also noting that she happens to share a birthday with another groundbreaking Black lawyer, Judge Constance Baker Motley. And Motley was actually the first Black woman to serve as a federal judge, as well as the first to argue a, a case before the Supreme Court. And they were actually born 49 years apart on September the 14th. Wow. So I think that's really interesting. So I really hope, KB, you're going to have to keep up and watch the, the status of her confirmation hearings for us because, you know, I really don't like watching the news, even though I can hear my daddy now say, L, watch the news. I just don't be having time. I'd be tired. Mm -mm. I'll be at work, so. And, you know, I don't watch the local news. You know, I kind of watch, like, the the you know cbs this mornings like i kind of watch that news i watch cnn I, be, I need to watch the local news i don't do it but anyway yes i will keep up with what's happening you know i didn't realize she was our dope giving in black my bad for talking about her early yeah i was trying we'll to get your attention on it's that fine. but yeah but, <laughs> it's fine but girl. it's all good it's fine. yeah because kb gonna say what she want to say and that's but then too you brought up different points that i wanted to talk about with her situation yeah Absolutely. so it, it worked out yeah it was still yeah. a good conversation Right. But I also think, you know, we always like we're not going to always agree on things. Right. But I right. think like just just understanding where each of us is coming from and understanding our opinions and respecting our opinions. That's what makes us great. But did you see uh, did you notice that I bleeped out all of the, the B-I-T-C-H's I called? <laughs> really? <laughs> Child. On that note. I figured I'd lean on the shield. I did that for the shield, but go ahead. But she not, never mind. I'm not going to lose with you. In any event, listeners. She not what? She not a what? She not Delta. I'm talking about that one we talked about in the last show. Oh, thank you. Oh, you did. Thank you, KB. Jesus. I did. Lord, have mercy. The Lord in had talked event. to me about it. He said, you not be the good steward. So oh, look at God. the Lord. Look at the Lord. But the Lord so say that 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 chick. <laughs> in any event, listeners, we are going to let you all go. Thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye. Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Fem Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye!